vocational abilities, physical abilities, mental abilities. Um, I'm going to say that for all of us, our greatest ability is responsibility. And what I mean by it is that we, God has given us the ability to respond. Much of, much of life is really out of our control. We don't control when we're born. We don't control the, the, our genetics. Uh, we don't control a lot of circumstances. There is a whole lot that really is out of our control. We do control how we respond. And, and we're going to look today at the, at the, uh, at the value of responsibility um, here, uh, Louis Brandeis, great you know, Supreme Court Justice, said that responsibility is the great developer. Uh, Winston Churchill said that it, the price of greatness is responsibility. Um, that, and, and we're hitting this first. We're going through um, the values to build our life on, the values that we want to teach our, our kids. And, and, but this one is foundational. It's almost like this is foundational and then the pillars of the rest. So this is the one we, this is the one that's hard to, to get to. It is, but when it does, it's really freeing, really is, really empowering. Um, we're gonna look at, at, at three foes of personal responsibility and then how to go on, but before we do that, let's pray. Lord, you made us, you made us human. You made us not to be victims. You made us, you gave us through your Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, you gave us the ability to respond. We can choose our response, how we respond, your way, the world's way. So show us today this, this greatest of our abilities, one of the great gifts. I mean, we couldn't even have our salvation. We couldn't respond to, to you, Lord. We, we're here to, to do that. Show us. Amen. So, three foes, three mentalities that have really, unfortunately, you know, increased during my generation, during the boomers, during the 75 million of us that, that, that followed, you know, the World War II. Um, the, there's the rights mentality. And in the rights mentality, it's I demand my rights, you know. Um, here, I put, there was a, let me read to you this. From U.S. News and World Report, John Leo. He said, today's American politics is awash with rights talk. We have criminal rights, computer rights, animal rights, children's rights, victims' rights, abortion rights, housing rights, privacy rights, the right to know the sex of a fetus, the right to own an AK-7, AK-47 for hunting purposes, uh, the right to not be tested for AIDS, and the right to not inform anybody if we have been infected. Recently, we have acquired the right to die. And according to some rather imaginative theorists, a damaged fetus also has the right not to be born. Mental patients used to have the right to treatment, but now they, that they have been dumped on the streets, they have an ACLU-protected right to no treatment at all. Our culture has reached the point where the obsession with individual rights is making it hard for us to think socially. And then he goes on to say, besides the Bill of Rights, we really ought to have a Bill of Responsibilities, and <laughs> makes me want to think, yeah, we do have one. It's called the Ten Commandments. 
but, but he's right. I mean, you know, it's not so much rights. We don't hear, we, a lot of talk about rights, not as much about responsibilities, about entitlement, not, not about obligations, about choice, not commitment. But it's, there's whole, you know, rights mentality. Um, that's one thing. I demand my rights. The most important thing is I get what, my, my rights. And then the next one is the victim mentality. And the victim mentality is it's, it's, it's not my fault. Actually, it's not my fault. It's your fault. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's my environment. It's society. It's, it, it's not so much um, <laughs> I, I'm supposed to be taken care of. And I'm entitled. Um, here, let me, uh, I got another quote for you. This may be my last here, but. I just, it's from the book of the Nation of Victims, The Decay of American Culture. It says, an FBI agent embezzled $2,000 from the government, and then he loses it uh, in an afternoon of gambling in Atlantic City. He's fired, but he wins reinstatement after a court rules that his affinity for gambling with other people's money is a handicap. And thus, as a handicap, it is protected under federal law. Fired for consistently showing up late at work, a former school district employee sues his former employers, arguing that he is the victim of what his lawyer calls chronic lateness syndrome. In Framingham, Massachusetts, a, a young man steals a car from a parking lot and is killed while driving it. His family then sues the proprietor of the parking lot for failing to take steps to prevent such the thefts. You know, it's... Your fault that I stole the car. Or here's another one. Uh, a man who, by his own admission, has exposed himself between 10,000 and 20,000 times and then uh, convicted of flashing on more than 30 occasions is turned down for a job as a park attendant in Dane County, Wisconsin, because of his arrest record. But he sues on the grounds that he never exposed himself in a park only in libraries and laundromats. The Wisconsin employment officials, ever accommodating to the expansion of human rights, agreed to make an initial determination of probable cause that the flasher was the victim of illegal job discrimination. I'm not going to comment. <laughs> Number three, there's the entitlement mentality. Uh, it's basically, you know, the world, world owes me a living. I deserve it. And actually, uh, I think it was Mark Twain that said, you know, the world doesn't owe you a living. The world was here first. Um, it's, it's, but look, again, look, look at what God says. He says, live a life with a sense of responsibility. And again, responsibility here means our ability to respond. We're, we're, we're not just helpless. We're, we're not just formed by everything around us. We, we, God, the Holy Spirit of God gives us, as human beings, we have the ability. Otherwise, you cannot be held accountable before God. We have the ability to choose our response. And he goes here, not as those who don't know the meaning of life. By the way, this is, this is crucial. It says, sense of responsibility, understanding. You can't get the meaning of life without this. You can't get anything else without this. This is key. But as those who do. 
So, let's look at why. Why should I live responsibly? Why should I live with an awareness, with a conviction that I'm not a victim, that I'm not entitled, that, I'm not, that I have the ability to, to respond? One, because God is watching my life. Very basic. Nothing in all the world can be hidden from God. Nothing. Everything is open before him and to him, to God, that is that, yeah, well, it's, to him, we must explain the way we have lived. It's like, why, you know, why does God put us on this earth? And you live, what, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, you know, whatever, I don't care what. You live for this little bitty time compared to that. And that is forever. Why does he just start us there? Obviously, this must be preparation for that. This is the entrance to that. Life is, this is the warm, this is the test. He says, I will not force you. You you get to choose to respond to me. And then, then you, 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 but if, if you don't want to, I'm not going to force you. I mean, what kind of God, what kind of person forces a person into response? Look, Scripture says, each of us will have to give personal account to God. Personal account to God. Uh, we, we think of, uh, you know, your, of your accountant of preparing for taxes, of an audit. Uh, basically, um, he says, I want you to live in such a way that you live to an audience of one, that you're living, there's going to be a personal account to me. And the account is on your response. How do you respond? There, there are these blessings, there are these uh, uh, difficulties. You know, I told you a couple of weeks ago that, you know, to me, life isn't up, ups and downs, ups and downs. It's actually more like a railroad track. Constant blessings. Constant difficulties, right? How do I respond? What am I here for? To know him? I mean, we talk about this in the cross. I wear in the cross. That's every place around here. We're to know him, grow in him, serve him, share. God, God says, I put you here and, and to, as part of my family. You know, God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Now God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and Bruce, Jack, <laughs> everyone, Right? And, 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 and will you respond to that? Will you know me? And then will you grow in me? And, and then, then by that you serve me and share me. That's what life is. It's not things. It's not even achievements. God says, I could care less about your achievements. I think at the very end of it, we'll look back on our achievements and our successes weren't that great and our failures weren't that bad. That's for our achievements. We. 
wants us to give ourselves. <laughs> Daniel Webster said, the most important idea I ever thought was the day I realized that I am personally and individually accountable to God for how I live. Let me say, we live life to an audience of one. Or this one, God knows everything. Um, there is. There's, well, they'll never know. And, and, and this other person, you know, my company will never know. And my wife will never know. And my parents will never know. And they, like, they don't need to. If that's a thought, then I've missed it. If I'm living life to an audience of one, the only thing that matters is, what does God know? Because others are affected by my life. People should be concerned about others, not just about ourselves. We're not, we're not independent. And we're not dependent. We're interdependent. Um, the, the, I, I wrote down something from the 60s, <laughs> my, my age there, my day. I was not put on this planet. This was from a, a Peter Max, you know, one of them big posters they used to have all the time. And I can't believe, I thought that was cool. But anyway, <laughs> I was not put on this planet to live up to your expectations. And you were not put on this planet to live up to my expectations. So let me do my thing, and you do your thing, and if perchance we happen to meet, that's groovy. <laughs> but that was, that was the reaction to the builders. That was the reaction to those who fought World War II, saved, you know, the world from fascism, and, and, that was, and then it's like, no, no, I'm not here for your, you're not here for mine, you know, I'm just going to do my thing. You know, I think it was an old Billy Joel's, you know. I don't care about, you know, it's my life. You know, I did it my way. It was, was Frank Sinatra. Um, I, I've got to be me. Same thing. I mean, all these songs that were saying, it's me. It's all about me. It's just, you know? And it's like, oh. It, it's, you know, some people wanted what, um, everything we do, if it affects me, if it changes, because it, it changes me, everything I do, good or bad. And so even, you know, so then it affects me. So then by that, it affects my wife. It affects my kids. It affects everybody. It affects my church. We affect each other. It's, it's not like, you know, I can say, hey, you know, uh, uh, Rick, uh, let's go out. We're going to go out in the boat and, and we'll, you know, and, and um and here I'm going to give you two foot of, of the boat, and we're going to catch some rays, right? And, 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 uh, and then I start drilling a hole in my end of the boat, right? And you go, hey, man, what are you doing? I, well, it's, it, this is my end. We affect each other. Anybody who's had a kid uh, that has gone off of the drug user, we affect each other. Anybody's, we affect each other, period. We cannot live with the illusion that, no, I, just, I can live my life. I don't affect anybody. You know, yes. Everything that we do that changes us. 
Everything we do that changes us profoundly affects people around us. Because God rewards responsibility. Deuteronomy says, you will experience all of God's blessings if you obey the Lord. God says, I got so much for you. I made you because I loved you. I love blessing you. I love it. It's not hard for me. I love to, I will, you can experience all of my blessings here and eternally if you're responsible. If you know I am responsible to respond to everything you've given me. Jesus taught this over and over again. This this passage um, here from Matthew 25 is is the parable of, of, in King James, it's the talents. Talent was a unit of of money uh, in those days. And he said, a master goes, and and he says, he gives, uh, he's going on a a trip, and he gives one man one talent, one bag. Let's let's call it a bag of gold. Uh, You know, one one talent of money, and then the other man two talents of money, and the other person five talents of money. And then he goes away on a trip, and he says, I'm going to come back. Use it. Well, the one who, um, he comes back, and the one who had been given five talents responds and says, Master, you gave me five. I went and I invested this. Here are five more. And the master says, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You, you will be given in charge of, of, of five. And he, come and share your master's happiness. Then the one with two says, Master, you gave me two. And here, I, I, here are two more. He goes, well done, thou faithful, good and faithful servant. And then the one with one says, well, here's your talent back. I, I know you are a hard man, you know, reaping where you have not sown, and, and so I hid this talent. And the master goes, you wicked, lazy servant. You could have at least put it in the bank where it could have... Throw him into outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then he says here, for those who use well what they are given, even more will be given. I'm not going to force my blessings. And it's, and it's not that, it, it's, it's what do you do with what, with what I give you? Again, the, the thing is, it's not, it's not accomplishment. It's here. What we're growing in our children is character. What we're growing in ourselves is that. In the Bible, one of the, 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 the you know, when it comes to the question, how can I live more responsible? I've always loved the wisdom literature in the Bible, both Old Testament and New Testament. Uh, it, in, in the, there's actually one whole book that just deals, well, both, you know, there's Job, Proverbs, you know, uh, Psalms, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes. You get Psalms as a book of worship, and then Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Job. Anyway, um, 
out of wisdom books and in Proverbs, there's 31 chapters. Uh, you can read one every, uh, every day. They have the Proverbs, the maxims, how to live responsibly. This is what responsible living is. You can read one every, I, I love to do this one a day, and then you can, you'll go through them every month. Read them in a different translation. I like to do it that way. Um, in the book of Proverbs, it talks about the fool. And we think, oh, a fool is a, a fool is, he's somebody who's not cool. <laughs> or worse yet, mentally handicapped or uneducated. No, fool in the Bible is someone who's not responsible. Who claims they're not responsible? I'm not responsible. He goes, you fool. You fool. 69 times in the book of Proverbs. And then there's also, I think it's like 20-something times in the book of Ecclesiastes that describes this is a fool. This is a fool with their money. This is a fool here. This is a fool there. We're just going to look at four. If you want to, I'll give you homework. Go home. <laughs> Read, a, read, a, read one chapter for a day, for a month, and come up with the other 65. But it, we just look at four. One is by, by saving my money. That's one way to, to, to hear. It says in the scripture, a wise man saves for the future, but the foolish man spends whatever he gets. In Japan... Um, average person saves 25% of their income. In Europe, it's 18% of their income. In America, it's less than 5% of their income. Average American for $1,000 uh, of, 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 of spend, spend, um, earned goes into $1,300 on credit. How many people, they're talking about the huge number People my generation will go into retirement with nothing. A fool thinks only about having a good time now. Back in my parents' day, the, the big guy was John D. Rockefeller, and they said, What is your, your key? you know, for success, and he says, it, it's, I give 10, I give 10%, I save 10%, and I live on 80%. I mean, that's a good start. But it's, it's the old thing that, that, that parents, you know, they, they did with me. Okay, Richie, you know, Richie, here's your three boxes here. You got three little banks. Boom, boom, boom. This is ten here, this is the box, that's the tithe. We give you, you take 10%, you put it over here, that's for God. That's the first thing. That's, the Bible calls it first fruits. Then here, here's another temper. You save that. And I had like a little, they still have those little passbooks and went to the bank and they got a little pass thing stamped. I don't know if they, <laughs> and then here's 80%. You can do what, what you want there. 10, 10, 80. It's not a bad starting point. But it's there. It's like, no, no, no. This must be handled responsibly. My first thing is I respond to God always. I always respond to God first. Because it's from him. It's for him. In those days, the, the tithe was burned at first. But it was like, no, the, the point was not, because I don't care for this, this. Burn it. I want you to respond. And then, here, save. 
And then here, spend in love. How would you rate yourself? Plus, minus? Second would be by controlling my reactions. We talked about this. You know, just earlier I was saying that what happens to us is not our responsibility. Uh, when, where, how we were born, it's beyond our control. How we respond, how we react is. The scripture says a fool expresses all his emotions, but a wise, world, uh, a wise person controls them. Expresses. How do we express it? Jesus said people responsible for every careless word they said. Ooh, I wish that wasn't in the <laughs> But Jesus, how can he hold me responsible if I can't help myself? You make me mad. You made me say that. And it's like Jesus would go, grow up. Nobody made you say that. That's why you're, I, I'm responsible. You're responsible. Here. Apostle says this, don't let evil get the best of you, but conquer evil by doing good. That's what Jesus meant when he talked about turn the other cheek. He said, okay, I cannot control maybe the person from striking me. I can't control my reaction. And it should be, I fly off the handle. When Jesus cleared the money changers, he was jumping off the handle. That was very deliberate, very controlled. It wasn't that he just, I just got so mad. No. I can control. That's what God's Holy Spirit's about. Third thing is by guarding my mind. As man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Here. It says, a, a wise... You, Martin Luther is, is very famous for saying, you can't keep the birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair. And there was this stuff, you know, that just comes to me. I mean, I, it's not my fault. It's just, you know, God can put a thought in my mind. Great. God, Satan can put one. I can come with... It can just, you know, come from... That's one thing. It's like, we're not, obviously we're not responsible for that. But of course, what I deliberately allow into my mind, that's a different story. What, what I allow in through the eye gate and the ear gate, that's a different story. Um, here it says, a person is hungry for truth. A wise person is hungry for truth. While, a, while the fool feeds on trash. There it says there's two paths. There's stuff that's the truth. And a person who's wise, a person who's responsible, the person is like, I'm hungry for this. I want, I want. That's what, you know, that's all I'm doing. I'm just a messenger boy who's just handing you. This isn't my truth. It's, it's, I'm just, I just hand it here to you, which just like it was handed to me. Okay? And we're... And I'm hungry, and you're hungry, and we're hungry. I'm hungry for the truth. And then there's other stuff that's like, well, there's some stuff that's just plain poison. But then there's others that's just, 
It's just trash. It's just garbage. And it, but, the, but the problem, it's almost like eating trash or something. There's no nutrients. There's, the body can't do anything with that. It, it withers. We wither spiritually. We wither in character. We wither inside. It may not be poison, but it's garbage. And you know the computer saying, Geigo? Garbage in, garbage out. And, well, it won't affect me. course it does. It does affect us. We can lie to ourselves. And, but that's, that's why the word wise person is hungry for truth and doesn't, but the fool feeds on trash. It's because it does. It does. It just, it just plain does. It, it's been said that, and, and, and if you know the science better than me, please let me know, I, uh, that we really don't forget anything. That everything, whether it's consciously or can be recalled, that, 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 that the idea is that, that, that if, if we could just properly stimulate the proper part of the brain, everything would come up. And number four is by admitting my mistakes. Proverbs, it says, a man who refuses to admit his mistakes can never be successful in any area. I can't be successful as a pastor if I don't admit my mistakes as a pastor. I can't be successful as a husband if I don't, you know, admit my mistakes in the past in my 49th year of marriage. <laughs> it's like, in, as, a, as a father, as, a, as whatever else, if I refuse to own it, I'll never be successful. But there's a great but here. But... If he confesses and forsakes, he gets another chance. The word confess. Confess is, is you know, I've said it many times. So we have confession. Every single service. It's so key to everything. It's where I, I adopt the same mind. I get the Jesus mind. Metanoia is the word repentance. means change. Metanoia. Mind. It's okay. Confess. Say the same thing. It's okay, God. I'm looking at it your way now. Before I didn't admit it, I didn't. I blame somebody else. I, I said, but now I see things. I'm, I'm looking at it your way. Now I'm agreeing with you. Now I have your mind, and God says, "That's it. You get another chance." Don't point your finger at someone else and try to pass the blame. I'm not even going to comment on that one. <laughs> but this last one. Now, all of us have fallen short, yet God now declares us not guilty if we trust. The word faith, trust, it's if we lean upon, if we depend upon, not if we know about, it's this commitment to, okay, I want to, you know, like what we say here, I want to not only, I want to know you and grow in you and serve you and share. I get it now. I get it. I didn't get it before. I get it. They're wrong. That's the broad path that leads to destruction. This is the narrow path. 
I'm going to trust you. We, we call him Lord. What does that mean? Leader. I follow. We're not called thinkers. We're called followers. We're trusters. That's faith. If I trust Jesus, who freely, freely, generously, I'm not holding, there's nothing more that he, I mean, he left everything to just wipe away our own stupidity to give us everything. Let's pray. Jesus, you, you are our wisdom. You are, you are unbelievably beautiful, generous, loving. You make it all clear in your example, in your words, in and forgive. Forgive me for irresponsibility, for, for claiming that I can't respond, I, that I have to, for pl playing the victim or the entitled or the... I can. Your Holy Spirit, I can respond to your wonderful guidance, to your forgiveness, to your gifts. I can respond here, and I will. 